Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. And I'll tell you what, if I were ever, uh, I'd be the greatest woman's basketball coach in history. Because I don't like LeBron James. I like Michael Jordan much better. But, but, I'd, but I'd go up to LeBron James, it doesn't matter. I'd say, LeBron, did you ever have any desire to be a woman? Because what I'd love you to do is star on my team that I'm building up. I will have the greatest team in history. They'll never lose. Nobody will come within 70 points of this team. Now, we have to change that, and we have to make it okay to talk about it. You know, the young lady I was talking about is afraid to talk about it. She's shunned, and she's canceled when she talks about it. This is crazy. Nothing to discuss, oh, cause I think we by default and without any doubt, oh, I'm a me happy adult, oh, I know go feed the girl. Yes, 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 ladies and gentlemen, we are back in the cast. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Pops Culture Podcast, bringing you the best in pop culture and entertainment. I'm your host, Papa Menno. You can find me on Instagram at pops.culture or on Twitter at Papa Omeno. I'm not joining my trusty co-host this week, so this episode will actually be a solo episode. I'm going to keep it short because I don't like talking to myself in this room <laughs> on my own for hours on end, so I will definitely keep it short. Probably be a 30-minute episode, but I did just want to get this out there because there was a lot of things that happened this week, and I definitely wanted to touch on some of them. Uh, One of the first things we will get into real quick is uh, rest in peace to Bill Russell. He is a legendary basketball player for the Boston Celtics, spent his entire career there, 13 seasons, won 11 championships, and was definitely an instrumental part of the social justice movement for black people whilst he was spending his time in his career there as well, too. So uh, he will be remembered. He is an absolute legend. The finals MVP is named after him, so he'll never be forgotten in that matter. And I don't believe there was any complications with his passing. He just simply passed of old age at the age of 88. So sad to hear that over the weekend, but uh, rest in peace to Bill Russell. And yeah, just wanted to get that out the way and mentioned. But on to the show. Um, I'm not exactly sure where we'll start exactly. I guess I should start with 
my weekend because it was Carabana weekend in the city of Toronto, which is a very eventful weekend. And for those of you who don't know, Carabana is a Caribbean festival in which a lot of Caribbean cultures come together and participate in a carnival style. Uh, Basically, a section of the city of Toronto is shut down and there are floats in which Caribbean people um, who are participating can dress up in these very luxurious outfits and uh, music is played on each float, but they're all different. Depends on whatever float you're on. And it's just a huge celebration in the streets. Uh, People are able to, you know, walk around and watch as well, too. Or if you paid or are part of the float, you get to participate within the realm of um, within the realm of the of the festival, and that just allows you to actually be a part of the festival that goes by. So, like you, you're able to dance with some of the dancers, you're able to see the performers, you're able to be within the mix. Uh, but if you just happen to visit, you're mostly relegated to just walking around and looking until someone decides to throw down a fence or find a sneaky hole into the fence and then hop in and enjoy that way because that also happens too. But uh, it's a, it's definitely a great time out there. Um, so yeah, that happened over the weekend. And then of course, there was Veld going on and um, other festivals as well too that were taking place like food festivals and the like. And and that's the thing I like about Carabana weekend over the August long weekend is that there's just so much going on in which people can participate and do whatever they feel like doing. Like there's so many parties going on. There's so many uh, different events going on that you can be a part of. And it's just always a good time all year, all weekend long. So it's glad to have that back after being away for the past three years due to COVID. Um, I did end up going, but I didn't really stay for that long. I just wanted to get like a quick glance and feel of what it would be like back since it hadn't been there for the past three years. So I was mostly relegated to just walking around and looking at uh, looking at the parade go by. But I did see a couple people as well, too, just randomly that I happened to know. Um, shout outs to JB. I ended up seeing him. Uh, And some people that I used to work with and then people have actually done stuff with as well, too. Um, So that was cool. Um, Got a bit of food as well, too, because the food out there is absolutely delicious. Like all the Caribbean, all the best Caribbean food you could think of is out there. And then it's kind of funny, too, that there's some stands that are like corporate food stands. For example, Popeye's being out there, which I, I mean, like I understand why certain foods would be out there it's just kind of funny though in comparison when you look and you see uh like rice and peas is available at this jamaican spot or trinidad and tobago food is available at this trini spot and then you just see popeyes there randomly um so i don't know how many people would actually i mean i'm sure people would choose it but me personally i think i would probably go for one of the more authentic cuisines uh even though it is a little bit more pricey but yeah good time definitely had a blast out there and yeah, that was that was the Saturday, but that wasn't even the like craziest part about my Saturday. And I probably should have started with Friday. I don't even know why I didn't start with Friday. Uh, so Friday, actually, I actually took it kind of easy because uh, my friend, comedian Matt Henry, who's been a guest on this podcast, you guys have heard him on a couple episodes. If you haven't, definitely go back and check those out. But he was performing on Friday in Toronto for the first time in a long time. 
So I hadn't seen him perform since I saw him last in Oshawa, which I believe was in 2016 or 2017, sometime around then. And because he was performing in Toronto, I was like, this is a perfect time to get to see an update of his set and his comedy as well, too. So I was super excited about that. So the Friday actually went to his comedy show. Um, We got a couple of drinks and food earlier before we even started. And then his show was at 10. So we went over to the venue, which is 1185 Dundas Street West. It's a new comedy venue. And it's a great one, actually, because it's it's this intimate square box, sort of. So there's a bar in the front. And then in the back room, they have this room set up for people to do comedy. And it's a great spot just because you can fit quite a few people in there, but it's not overcrowding and it's not too... You're not too close to the next people beside you. So there's enough room to have your own space. But at the same time, too, it's intimate enough to have great laughs and have it an enjoyable night. And that's exactly what happened on the Friday as well, too. Like all the comedians I performed were hilarious. Like I don't think I've ever been to a comedy show where every single performer had me laughing in some kind of way. And I think that lends to not only how good they were in their craft, obviously that helps in having a great show but the intimate space also really helped as well too like everyone who was a part of the show or all the people who were watching they were in a like comedy mood like they were there for strictly comedy so they were there to have a good time they were there to laugh they were there to joke and all that and you don't always get that with crowds a lot of the times you might get a crowd or some people in the crowd who are a little bit uptight and they don't feel like laughing or they're not with some of the jokes that are being said. They're a little bit uptight about some of the material that's being delivered. And then that kind of affects a show in, in some ways. But this one, everyone was participating. Like even when they got called upon within the crowd, they were answering questions. They were giving their opinions and it was just an overall good time. And like the host was really good as well too. He was making people laugh. He was able to move the show along as well too in a good manner. And yeah, they just had, they had great jokes. Um, but I, I think one thing that really, really helped as well too is that there were these two guys in the back who were, I'm pretty sure very drunk and very sauced, but they were, de- they were definitely themselves. Like they weren't out of line. It was just like their laughter was super infectious. Like they were dying in the back of some of the jokes. And that also helped like loosen up the, the crowd and the, and the set as well too. When you hear those two guys laughing, you can't do anything but laugh yourself. Like I was dying a lot of times, like even though I was laughing at the joke, I would start dying at the fact that I'd hear these two guys just going nuts and bonkers at their laughter. So that also helped um, move the show along and make it make it more personable, make it more enjoyable. So so that was great. Um, But yeah, Matt had a great set. It was good to see his new updated comedy. The crazy thing about Matt and his comedy is that. It's similar to this podcast in that everything that he does in his set is based off of current events or the news or recent events. Like I wouldn't say everything is super up to date, but it's definitely based off of things that are going on uh, recently in the news, which is wild to me because as a comedian, a lot of their material is things that they use and they work on multiple times over and over and they have to see like what works and what sticks and what doesn't and and what's gonna make it to the next set and what what worked here didn't work here but 
uh, it might work somewhere else. And you're just figuring out which jokes, which jokes can be told multiple times and which ones make certain people, which ones elicit the reaction that you want from the crowd. So for him to have a set in which he's changing that like almost weekly or monthly is kind of wild to me because that's such a hard thing to do because to even hone it down to the point where you're like, Oh, I have a set in which I know I can tell these jokes and people are going to laugh and I can still try out new stuff with him. It's like, I feel like a lot of the things that he's probably trying out are kind of new. So he doesn't really know a hundred percent if it's going to elicit a laugh or not. Um, outside of his intro, I think he says that his intro is the old is always the same because it's, he's introducing himself. It's who he is and like where he's from and what what's brought him to this point. And outside of that, I think everything else changes. So it's a huge risk that can obviously backfire in some cases, but it's definitely a huge payoff as well too, because uh, it keeps his set fresh each and every time. So like if you haven't seen him in a while, you'll definitely get something new the next time you happen to see him. So I think, I think it's good in that sense. And his, the set that he delivered on that Friday night was great. Like I was laughing. Like I said, like there's no comedian on that set Friday night. That wasn't hilarious. Um, everyone had me laughing in some manner and yeah, he told he told this like pregnancy joke about um, about giraffes that had me absolutely dying. I don't want to ruin it because obviously it's part of his set. Um, and I think that's one he could probably tell multiple times as well too. But yeah, that that joke killed me. Um, he's got he's got one about Grand Theft Auto as well too, which is pretty funny. And yeah, it, it was a good show. It was honestly a really great time. I was super glad I went. Um, Comedy's always. Not always, but it's usually like when it's done well, it's magic. If it's done poorly, I still respect them because being able to get up on that stage, I could, I'm not saying I could never do it, but I know how hard it is and how much work goes into it. So I respect anyone who's even able to just stand up there and have people judge them based off of their comedy. But when it's done right, it's such a magical experience. It's something that really sticks with you. And I don't think I'm going to forget that comedy set for a long long time just because of how funny and hilarious it was so that was a good friday night that was the that was the thing that caught got the weekend set off right um and then yeah like i said saturday i went to caravana <laughs> and ended up watching the parade and walking around and all that um that was dope but a couple of my friends actually from out of town also came in as well too and I had an event planned for the Saturday at morning after. Well, I didn't plan it, but it was an event I planned on attending. Um, shout out to my cousin, Glowman. He's the one who... Uh, he's kind of got this... I guess they're doing this new party thing. Like He's got this party thing going on with his crew that like throws these parties. And it's always... It always looks like a banger because all you see is just like beautiful women, bottles, and all that stuff. So um, I guess he's getting into that scene. But... They were doing this event at uh, morning after, and I didn't know what to expect exactly, but I knew it was probably going to be a good time because the last time I partied with them was a dope time. So I figured I'd spend my caravan a weekend doing that. Uh, so I ended up going there, and then my friend, uh, my friend from Vancouver, actually came down. Not Gabe, someone else. So <laughs> it wasn't. I'm not. I'm not trying to like hide Gabe's name or anything like that. This is someone else from Vancouver, uh, but she came down. And it was it was a good time because actually previously before I even got into the venue, um, one of the things I'd been doing was just like walking around and kind of trying to like meet new people and stuff. And when I got to the venue, there was actually a girl who 
just randomly sat beside me. Like I was sitting at the bench waiting for my friend and this girl just sat down beside me. And because of the clothes that I was wearing, like I was wearing this, if you see me, like, you know that my outfits are usually very uh, bright. (laughs) They definitely, they definitely stand out. I, I wear a lot of these tropical Hawaiian shirts or flowery shirts that are along those lines. Um, but this new one that I got is this like purple, blue, and like oranges, oranges like island shirt. So I was rocking that, and then this girl was wearing something pretty colorful as well too. Not the exact same colors, but like similar colors, I would guess. And I commented on it. I was like, "Oh, like we're matching," and she was like, "You think?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I think we're matching." So like I was looking at her outfit, and then she was looking at my outfit, and then she's like, "Yeah, you, you, I think you're right." And yeah, from that point on, we were just like chatting it up, just like had banter about the event because she was actually supposed to go to another event, but her friend ended up ended up getting her a free ticket into this one. So she decided to stay. So we were chatting it up. She was also waiting for her friend and yeah, just throwing jokes. Uh, found out she actually lives in Toronto. She's like a younger girl, 24. And I guess that like off top <laughs> because I feel like I could get, get a vibe of when someone is in that 20 year range. Cause she was mentioning that she was, she's been partying since the Wednesday. And I know if you're around my age, that's not something you typically do. Maybe women might, because they can kind of get away with it because of partying, being free and stuff like that in certain circumstances. So they don't really have to pay much. They don't really have to spend much or they don't have to necessarily get wasted. But she mentioned that she was on a bender since Wednesday. So I was like, okay, you're definitely in the younger range. She she also looked younger too. Like I can kind of tell when someone looks younger than I am now. So uh, I was able to guess that she was, she was 24. Um, funny enough though, she was able to guess that I was 29. Um, which I guess is a good thing. Like I do want to look my age. But I kind of also like when people are like guessing a younger age than I am. At least she didn't go older, which I don't really care because I'm a dude. Like it doesn't bother me, but it would be kind of like it is kind of nice when someone's like, oh, you're like 25. And I'm like, no, no, I'm 29. But yeah, she guessed my age. Um, I spoke to her about like what I'm going to be doing for my 30th birthday and stuff, which is traveling to Houston and Dallas. So in the next two weeks, we won't have a podcast just just to let you know. But yeah, we were bantering, chatting back and forth. Great time. She was making jokes. I was making jokes. And then my friend ended up coming through. And I this is the first time I met her in person. Like, I've knew, known her from online. But I hadn't actually met her physically in person. And I didn't realize how outgoing she was. Because when she came, she instantly, like, started to click with the girl. And she was, like, super into it and friendly and stuff. And then <laughs> she was like, oh, she... So my friend was like, oh, so this is your friend? And I'm like, no, no, no. Like, I honestly just met this girl literally two seconds ago. Like, we we, we just been chatting. Um, and, yeah, she she made a comment. Like, she made this, like, slick comment about, like, me trying to, like, pick up women before before the event or whatever. Um, but then, yeah, the other the new girl that I met, her friend ended up coming through. And we all just started, like, talking to each other, you know, like, clicking and, like, talking about how we're going to chill at the event. Um, so we all went to the event together, essentially, and it was it was pretty dope. Like I kind of, <laughs> I don't know how to admit this on a podcast, but I kind of felt baller just because you know, like it was me and like three beautiful women just chilling at a table 
um, together. And like, that's how I rolled up into the event. Like each one of these girls was definitely super pretty. And like the friend that I know, like she's a real gorgeous girl as well too. So it was just like, yeah, I was just like, oh, this is going to be a good time. Like all three of us just chilling and stuff. And then I think the great thing about it was that like every single person, each, well, each one of us (laughs) was very outgoing. So we were able to also like talk to other people as well too, and like click with other people. And they ended up like, you know, getting us into like they met other people and we ended up going into other booths and stuff. So we were chilling in other booths, meeting new people and meeting new women and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, it was, uh, it was a great time. The music, the music was good. There was drinks flowing, obviously, and tons of people around to just like, you know, banter, talk with and learn about, um, and meet new people. So I met a lot of new people this weekend. It was pretty dope in that sense. I think the only, the only downside I would have to say about that venue was just like, the DJ kind of didn't have a proper set when it came to the music. He seemed kind of all over the place just because of the fact that it was, he would play something like Soka and then move on to hip hop and then move to like Afro beats and then move to dance hall, but then move back to hip hop. And that kind of just like, for me personally, kind of ruins the flow. I feel like you should stick with one genre for a bit and then move on to another genre and then like recycle from there rather than switch in between genres. Unless there is a connection between the songs that you're able to make that transition to. Um, so yeah, that that's probably my only downside to the event. But other than that, it was a great day party and being 30 years old or almost 30 years old day partying is definitely way more of the wave than going out at night even though i ended up going out that night um which was a which was in and of itself a whole another story just because of the fact that we're supposed to meet with a whole bunch of people from the day party but because of how busy it was during carabana weekend the spots we went to were not allowing certain people in so they'd allowed in like three girls that i was with to the end two of them were or yeah, two of them were different from who I was actually hanging out with at that event, but um, they let them in, and then they let my friend from Vancouver in as well, too, but they wouldn't let me in because apparently they had instructions that the guy who we were chilling with was was only sent to grab two people or whatever like that, so they didn't let all of us in, so I was the one who was the odd man out. Luckily, I was able to get into Apartment 200, which is one of my favorite venues in Toronto, because of the fact that my brother's friends, who I just randomly saw that night, were going to Apartment 200, and they had their own like table uh, set up. As, uh, they had their own table set up as well, too. So they were able to get me in, which was dope. Um, Apartment 200 was stupid packed, though. It was. If you've seen the venue, it's it's kind of it's basically like an apartment, <laughs> but with a bar. And the front end, I guess, where the DJ is, everyone was there. So there was like no space to maneuver within this place whatsoever. So I was mostly relegated to the back at at first, but then eventually I did make my way to the front. Um, You know, because I'm I'm a huge, I I like dancing at at clubs or parties or whatever. Like that's my thing. Um, So I was able to get a dance with this girl eventually. And then... Yeah, there's there's just more drink to be had. And I, I got home super late as well, too, which has still to this part of the week ruined my sleeping schedule. Like I'm still kind of exhausted and tired from it because of the fact that I, I started partying at like 2 p 
p.m. and didn't get home until 4 a.m. Um, so yeah, my week's been a little bit drastic. And then I was supposed to go to like this boat thing on the Sunday, but cho- definitely chose against it because I was like, there's no way I can party that hard once again. Um, and I actually worked the Monday as well too. Like I didn't have it off, which kind of sucked, but yeah, that was my weekend. It was a great time. Um, there's one more thing I want to touch on before I move on to the next topic. Uh, and that is the party scene as well too during Caravana weekend and how people get finessed by it because LeBron James of the Los Angeles Lakers came down to Toronto to host his party. And he, this is something he's been doing for Caravana weekend for the past few years or whenever it happens to be on, obviously during COVID it wasn't, but previous years he's done this where he parties at Lavelle and people go out to see him. And this event was selling early bird tickets for $150 just for entry. So that doesn't get you anything like bottles or drinks or anything like that. This is strictly you pay $150 to just get into this event. And then if you don't get the early birds, the regular price or the pre-early birds are $200. And then the regular price tickets are $250. And it was hilarious to me because there are dudes who would literally spend $200 to see LeBron James party at Lavelle and not interact with you. I don't get it. Like, I don't understand how people thought that LeBron would be there and think that they would be able to party with them. It was clear to me that when I saw this event, that he would just be in his own booth with security all around him. And all you would do would just be able to either see him or take pictures or catch him on the walk in. And you would not be able to party. And of course the ratio is going to be bad because there's not going to be girls who are going to be like, Oh, I'm going to, want to pay $200 to be at a party where LeBron is unless a dude is paying for her or whatever. So it's just going to be a huge sausage fest with a bunch of dudes, which it was because my friend uh, who actually happened to go, she was telling me, she was like, yeah, it was great for me because not only was she able to get in for free because the people she was with had bottles and stuff, but she was saying that the ratio was amazing. It's like six guys to every girl there. So for her, it was a good time because uh, obviously there was a lot of dudes out there, whatever, and you know it's a it, it's a great venue. <laughs> it's a great venue for that. Um, but for the dudes there, it's like I knew that was going to be trash from the jump. Like you're not gonna want you're not gonna no girls gonna want to be in an event with LeBron James um, partying, and pay, you have to pay two hundred dollars just for entry. So like I didn't get why guys thought that that would be a good idea, but it speaks to the culture of Toronto. Like anytime there's something hype, people just want to be around the hype thing. Rather than the fun thing, which kind of, which to me is so stupid. It's like people want to be flexing and flossing and showing off rather than trying to be at events that are like, oh, like this is going to be a good time. Like I want to enjoy myself. So yeah, I don't know. Toronto just has this huge hype problem and it's kind of annoying, but it is what it is. I'm glad I'm not one of the suckers who ended up paying $200. And yeah, let's move on to the next topic. So over the weekend as well, too, OVO Foot Fest was supposed to happen. That ended up getting canceled. Uh, Drake had to cancel it on the Monday because he tested positive for COVID. So reading from the Toronto Star, Drake on Monday said he tested positive for COVID-19 and postponed the highly anticipated Young Money reunion concert scheduled for that night in Toronto. The Toronto rapper posted the announcement on his Instagram account, later shared by concert promoter Live Nation. The show was to end the... Th- annual three-day the annual three-day ovo fest music festival hosted by the canadian musician drake said the show will be rescheduled to the earliest possible date 
So basically, Drake just said, yeah, he's truly devastated. He tested positive for COVID. He's sad. And they'll try and uh, reschedule it later on. So the thing is, though, is that Drake is supposed to do a tour for OVO Fest. So I'm not sure if he's just going to end up moving that to to it or if he is just going to choose a different day later on this year and then have that separate from from his OVO tour fest that he is supposed to do. But my question here is, do we believe that Drake caught COVID? (laughs) Cause over the weekend on the Sunday, Drake had his own party at his house in which, um, Oh dude, what's that dude's name? That young YK Osiris, YK Osiris was at his house and there's a clip of him being there and Drake, uh, Drake having him at his house. He's wearing like socks or something. He went in the pool with socks or something like that. So Drake had his own party at his house. And obviously he was fine that day. And then obviously the Monday came and he had to postpone the concert. And it's led a lot of people to believe that he didn't truly have COVID. And then he was just using an excuse because, yo, COVID as an excuse, that's been putting up numbers these past two years. Like you're able to throw that out there without having you don't need any valid proof. You just need to say that you have it and people will be like, all right, cool. Like <laughs> it is what it is. Cause no one's going to, no one's going to test your actual COVID levels. One, you don't want to be around someone who has COVID and two, like, yeah, you can't just be like, you can't just test someone to be like, Oh yeah. Like you, you don't have COVID or whatever. Right. So he's able to get that excuse off. So he, a lot of people are speculating that Drake was probably just way too hungover over the weekend and if you know this weekend, especially since it's the first like August long weekend where everything's back open in three years, people were definitely trying to do the most. Like I said, the girl that I met, she was on a bender since Wednesday. There's other people that I know who'd also been on bender since that like Wednesday. So it would not surprise me if Drake had been partying from Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Well, the Thursday he even threw his event at the, the Canadian North Stars thing at History. So there was that. He probably partied that night. Friday, he probably partied. Saturday, for sure, he was partying because it was Carabana. So he's definitely out doing something. And then the Sunday, he had his own party there. So, I mean, yeah, maybe it is possible he got COVID, but I would probably go with... I actually do believe the story of him probably getting hungover and probably just didn't want to perform. And he could easily reschedule it. And I actually think that this is a good thing that's been rescheduled because those ticket prices that they dropped that first day were absolutely insane. Like the fact that people were willing to pay. And again, it goes back to what I said about Toronto having this hype culture issue in which people just want to do the most hype things possible. The fact that people were willing to pay 500 plus dollars for lawn ticket seats. This is not you being in the arena. Well, I mean, you are in the arena essentially, but you're at this, you had the segregated area of the arena, which is further, which is furthest from the stage. The fact that people were willing to pay five hundred dollars for those seats, which would normally go for anywhere from like probably eighty to a hundred, is ridiculous and insane, and just shows you how hype and idiotic people can be when it comes to this stuff. So yeah, the fact that people were willing to pay that, let alone actually getting in seat tickets, which were going for anywhere from a thousand to two thousand dollars. And now that this concert's rescheduled, I think that that's probably going to help a lot because a lot of those people were also probably coming from outside of Canada. 
I would say probably like the States or even the UK and stuff. And the fact that this is postponed, I'm not sure. And I, I, I would highly bet that most of those people who paid to come over here for that weekend from out of town will not be able to make the rescheduled date, meaning they'll probably have to sell their tickets. And those should be cheaper. I don't know how much cheaper. I would probably hope it like at least half price cheaper um, and that people probably get desperate to sell them. But yeah, that rescheduled date should open up a lot more affordable tickets for people to go. And I mean, if they're in the right range, I, I personally might end up going. I might go if they're if they're that cheap, like if they're affordable and I'm able to get my hands on some, I might actually take that up. But we'll see what happens when he reschedules it and what day he happens to reschedule it at. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Let's move on to the next topic, Beyonce's album. So Beyonce over the weekend also dropped her album, Renaissance. And I'm not the biggest Beyonce fan, but I do like I do like her music and I admire the superstardom that she's managed to accumulate with the beehive and all that. Uh, I like her empowerment of, you know, black women, especially when it comes to these types of albums, too. And. I respect her hustle. I respect her craft. She's great at what she does. Definitely, I would say, the best performer of our generation, at least for the millennial generation. Um, The way she's able to sing and dance and her whole whole choreography is just out of this world. So I I definitely give her props. 
Uh, but yeah, for this album, I'm not really someone who's big on dance music. So I don't think this album was geared towards me. It definitely wasn't. Like I wouldn't say it's something that I love. But there are songs on here that I definitely did enjoy and would would listen to repeatedly and would come back to. Um, some of those being, let me pull them up real quick. Cozy was definitely one of the songs that I've that I've got on replay. Break My Soul, which I actually feel is better on the album than it was as a single. Because when I'd heard it as a single, I didn't really care for it too much. I was just like, okay, it's a good song, but it's definitely not something I need to add and it wasn't going to put in my bag. But when I heard it on the album and within the flow of the album, I feel like she made some changes to it. I don't feel like this is the exact same song as it was as a single, but... When I heard it on the album, I was definitely way more intrigued. Like now it's 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 got me in a chokehold. Like I think I was listening to that song on repeat for almost the entire Saturday because of how hype it was. Like it was actually such a good uh a good rendition of of the song. Like she she actually bodied that song. So Break Muscle is definitely one of my favorites up there. All Up in Your Mind is a is another one of my favorites. America has a problem. Really gives me the that like 80s club vibe type feeling. And I think part of that as well too is like the social media marketing that people have done with the memes of this has actually been great as well too. So there's been a lot of memes where people put like dance videos to her music and those have kind of, you know, boosted what this album is for me and how and how much I enjoy it. Like uh, some of those songs I hear on there or see in the memes, I'm like, oh, I think I got to go check that out and I'll go check it out. And I'm like, okay, I like this song now. Um, so yeah, that, that's definitely what happened with America Has a Problem for me. Because on my first lesson, I wasn't really a fan of it. But after seeing the memes, it definitely got a hold on me. And I, I've been listening to it quite a bit since then. And then lastly, I would say Cuff It. Even though I don't have it added to my playlist yet, I think I I might eventually. I think I just need to hear that song outside more, and then I'll probably enjoy it some more. But that's another song I can listen to and enjoy. Um, as for the rest of the album, not really for me. Like I said, it's not really my type of music, but I do see it being a great album because it is it is constructed very well. The songs flow very well. Obviously, her singing is great on it. I actually like it more than the drake dance album even though they're not they're not exactly the same like they're definitely different vibes in terms of dance music but i would say that i prefer renaissance over honestly never mind as a whole and yeah the production's great too b really did her thing on this especially for a woman of her age like she's own like i want to say she's getting better but she's definitely still a great artist great singer and i kind of like this lane for her we'll see what happens uh if she happens to put on any other music after this, but it's a good project. I, I enjoyed it. I definitely enjoyed it for someone who's not into dance music. I, I will say I, I definitely enjoyed it. My only gripe, and this isn't even with the album itself. This is just more so with like Toronto's party scene is that over the weekend, I'm surprised I did not hear break my soul in any of the sets that I was at. Like I would expect it to hear that song at least once. Simply because of the fact that, yeah, it's like it's Caravan weekend. There's tons of women out there. You would want you would think that like spots where there's tons of women, they would definitely want to hear Beyonce. So I'm surprised none of the DJs that I was partying with had played Break My Soul because I think that would have set every event or club off uh, if they happened to play it. But unfortunately, they did not. So that's my gripe with it. 
Um, and yeah, uh, yeah, I'll just say that the album's great. That, that's pretty much all I wanted to say about it. And let's move on to the final topic. So I did kind of want to get into some of the other stuff, but I guess because Gabe's not here, it's not really going to be a great topic for me to go back and forth. Um, but the last topic I did want to really touch on, though, was the Deshaun Watson situation. Uh, so Deshaun Watson, who is an NFL quarterback, was suspended for six games. So reading from the New York Times, quarterback Deshaun Watson was suspended Monday for six games for violating the NFL's personal conduct policy and was not fined, concluding the league's 15, 15-month investigation into sexual misconduct claims made against him by more than two dozen women. Watson denied those claims and settled 23 of the 24 civil lawsuits, accusing him of coercive and lewd behavior during massage appointments with two that alleged sexual assault. Grand juries in two Texas counties declined to charge him criminally. So yeah, uh, Deshaun Watson only suspended six games from the NFL for his acts. And I mean, if you'd read some of the stuff that had come out during the court hearings, a lot of it was insane. Like You couldn't even believe... Well, I mean, I guess maybe today you could because of how wild the world we live in is. But some of the stuff is so unbelievably like asinine and crazy that he was doing that it was a shot that he actually wasn't caught sooner for this. It's clear that the NFL was probably complicit in hiding some of these stories previously, because I don't know how this could have been kept as a secret for as long as it was without it coming out until like the, the only reason it even came out was because of the fact that he didn't want to be a Texan anymore. And he was using his leverage, his skillful leverage as a quarterback to kind of strong arm the Texans and get traded to another team. Um, And it wasn't until that began happening that, oh, these stories started coming out. That's not to say that he didn't, that I don't think that he did it. I do think that he obviously after 24 women, like there is some truth in there somewhere. So he's definitely guilty of some of the stuff that he's done. It's just that, it's shocking that it didn't come out until, you know, the NFL felt that they were or a team in the NFL felt that they were being bullied. And that's when they decided, like, hey, let's maybe not protect this guy anymore. Um, but, yeah, the fact that it was only six games, I mean, that doesn't shock me in the slightest. It's the NFL. They're going to do what's best for their bottom dollar. And this is something that's definitely going to spike ratings because of how talented of a quarterback he is. It's definitely going to give a boost to the Cleveland Browns who had to deal with Baker Mayfield, who wasn't that good of a quarterback for them as well, too. So this is going to breed new life into their team as well, too. And they were they've been on the rise a little bit in the past few years because they've been a shit uh, franchise for years on end. Huge losers for a long ass time until the past two years where they actually started to get a good team going and. Yeah, now they have one of the better quarterbacks in the league. So I can see how in the NFL's eyes, giving six games is, you know, within their benefit because it doesn't hamper. It doesn't keep him out for the entire season. It still gives him a chance to be able to play and get some, you know, sales in in that sense. And like, you know, money for the NFL's pockets, obviously. And... One of the things that, you know, with the NFL is that a lot of their sexual misconduct that's happened with their players, they don't really reprimand their players when it comes to those things that much. But when it comes to other 
instances like a player smoking weed or getting caught with weed or something like that, those guys will get suspended for a year. But when it comes to this stuff, they feel that they're able to, you know, just sweep it under the rug pretty quickly and not have that much of a backlash with it. And I, and I can kind of see why. And I think that part of it is because of the fact that they're a league that, yes, they do have female fans. Like there are female NFL fans, but they're a minority to the majority of fans who actually watch football. And I feel that the NFL knows that the majority of their fans who go to the games, who are spending money, who are watching, aren't going to care about these allegations as much as, you know, some of the other things that happen to go on with players. And and I think it also, quote unquote, like when I say help here, I'm not saying like it's a good thing, but it helps. It helps that they have, it helps that this is a superstar in this matter as well too, because he's a guy who's going to bring ratings and he's going to bring viewership. So for them, it's a win in that sense as well too, because, hey, we're getting someone who's able to sell tickets once again. So it is shitty that it's a, like it's such a small like such a small um punishment for him and someone who deserves way more than that but another thing is that people love the NFL so much people love football a lot a lot of social matters that affect the NFL aren't really going to affect them long term like the Kaepernick thing that happened like yeah, that 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 did put a dent in the NFL for quite a bit, and it definitely did harm them a bit. But they're still such a huge conglomerate that it wasn't enough to do that much damage because people still love the NFL so much that they're able to they're able to put aside their you know social justice sense for the entertainment that the NFL provides on a Sunday or a Thursday or a Monday. Because the NFL is not a sport that happens every single day. It's not like a basketball. It's not a hockey. It's not um, any of those other major league sports. It's not an MLB. These guys, because of the hits that they're taking, they can only play once, maybe twice, depending on if you get like a Thursday to another like Sunday game or something like that. But they can only play once a week. So for people to you know, lose out on a week. That's a huge amount of game. Like that, like one week in the NFL, like missing out on one week in the NFL is a huge loss for an entire season. than it is for like an NBA where if you miss out on like one or two games, it's not that big out of 82. Whereas one week out of 16, like that's, that hurts people's like watching ability and like the money making ability. So I can see, how fans would kind of excuse it in a sense. And I can see how the league would excuse it in a sense for both those reasons being that the NFL doesn't go on that long. And, you know, you're able to, you only get so much NFL. So they'll, they'll do whatever it takes to be able to get on whatever profit they can through those weeks um, at the expense of any social justice. So unless people are willing to, you know, stand up and boycott, which isn't going to be a thing in this case, because it's it's a one not a one off situation, but it's such a like to them it's a minor situation in their in their NFL viewing experience that nothing's really going to be done about this. It's it's got to come out, I guess, from an external standpoint, or it's got to be something that affects the NFL's pockets in order for them to want to make a change. So until that happens, this is probably going to continue going on, which is unfortunate, but that's just the way it is. Yeah. So 
I mean, that'll pretty much do it for this episode of the Pops Culture Podcast. I actually went a little bit over 30 minutes, about 15 minutes longer. Maybe I'll cut some of this down in post, but just want to say thank you guys so much for listening. Appreciate it. Um, there might be ads in this episode. I did join an ad program, so I will probably be editing them in. We'll happen to see if they end up getting in. But once again, thank you for listening. If you could do us a huge favor, continue to like, rate, review, subscribe on all major streaming platforms. That's iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon Music, Reasons FM, and now iHeartRadio. And yeah, I'll see you guys next week. Peace. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.